0: Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers. And they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount mentioned best ever, and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show I'm Joe Farrell and I'm here with today's guest, Herman Chan. Hi Herman.
1: Hi Joe, how are you?
0: Welcome to the show. It's great to have you.
1: I'm glad to be here. <laughs> a a little bit it. about
0: Herman, um in case you haven't seen his hilarious video blog, um he is Clout's top 50 most influential uh, person, one of the top 50 in real estate investing. He's been featured on HGTV, CNN Money, CBS, CNBC, basically all the all the big time pubs. Um, he is the author of Looking Up, Images to Uplift, and he's a top producer at Sotheby's in San Francisco. So with that being said, Herman, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background on your experience and what you're focused on now?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a loaded question. Long, long answer or short answer? (laughs)
0: Oh, how about medium answer?
1: (laughs) All right, medium answer. You're very diplomatic. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area. I went to UC Berkeley. um, So I have a really big sphere here. Um, Right now, my clients typically are millennial IT people, um, because we're obviously right in the heart of Silicon Valley. And then we have some um, people buying abroad at this point. So um, it, it's kind of like a quintessential San Francisco it's a lot of Asian money and coming you know from Canada as well and tech people so
0: so yeah. <laughs> so you clearly are a master at branding um, you've got a fantastic website you are um, you have a, a blog that where you produce really uh, interesting and engaging content. Um, what are some tips that you have for investors uh, who are starting to create their own business? And really, I imagine the, and the your, your advice is it can be applied to any facet of real estate investing because it's really about brand building.
1: Yes. Um, I just want to backtrack a little bit. I, I know that we're in a business conversation and um, for the sake of the listeners, we'll, we'll say it's a brand. Um, I just want to give some forewarning. Um, personally, I don't like that word because it sounds so, you know what I'm saying, like calculating or, or manipulative. So when when we're speaking to the broader public or, or potential clients, I mean, I would really advise people to not claim themselves as a brand because it just sounds so self-righteous in some ways. And maybe that's just me, but like, you know, just, when, when you're speaking to clients, try not to say you're a brand. But having said that, what we put out there in the media and in and, and the press and, and, and how you present yourself, it is your brand. It's an extension of who you are. So um, in terms of tips, I mean, gosh, I, I mean, right now, I think the biggest lesson that anyone can take away is perception is reality. Perception is reality. We live in a hyper um, social media internet world where everything is at the tip of people's fingertips and um it's it's almost like no one really does a research they just kind of google you and then within like the first couple of hits or things on the page and they, they already formed an opinion about you like they'll pull up a Twitter and, and, and your 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 feed will probably – they'll be like the first last three things you posted I and mean, maybe your little bio, which is 140 characters. And then they've judged you. I mean because no one has time yep. nowadays. <laughs> so I, w- I would really advise people, even if you think you're just investing or if you're just starting out, or even people who are in, been in the business for a very long time as a veteran or whatever, whatever I mean you have to be so – you have to craft your message so succinctly and carefully – that when people just Google you, they have to get you literally in like, you know, 10 seconds. <laughs> <Lock> Absolutely. <out. laughs> and
0: and with with the, you know, short attention span and uh, with building the brand that quickly communicate and, and not and brand for these conversation purposes, not necessarily outwardly right. communicating to the people that we speak to. Um, but how do you quickly communicate that in a way that is authentic to who you are
1: oh god that's the million dollar question joe i mean i I think in general i just think being yourself is the hardest lesson in the world and and there's so much puffery and fakery in the business um that it is very difficult to to um be authentic to yourself. And just in my example, I remember when I first started reading 12 years ago, I, you know, I, I graduated from Berkeley. I was just trying to find myself. My mom told me to just get my license to kind of like stay afloat and, you know, just like, just find myself essentially while I, you know, (laughs) close a deal or two to stay, stay afloat. And, um, I remember being very lost. I was like trying to do what everyone else was doing. And I wanted to just be very laced up and serious and professional. And, you know, that just wasn't me. You know, I never discussed my personal life and it just, it just never really vibed with me. I felt like I was clocking in and clocking out and it was just like just masquerading. I mean, I was doing my job, but I just wasn't connecting with people. And um, when I started my Habitat for Hermanity.com blog, and it, it was just kind of like a, lighter side of real estate, kind of my little more personality. And all of a sudden, you know, the people who are reading it, I mean, they, they just, I started attracting people who are kind of more like me. And then all of a sudden I, I started to, to get what business people would call brand loyalty. People would just resonate. Like what I was talking about would resonate with people who are reading it. And we, you know, sh- you attract people who share your worldview. So and that's kind of how everything's kind of, t- you know, uh, accumulating for me. So I mean, I, it was just about being myself and putting myself out there, not being afraid to take an opinion and, and stand by it. I mean, granted, Joe, trust me, <laughs> I know that, you know, Karl Rove is not going to buy a house for me. I, I, I can guarantee <laughs> you that. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, you can't be everything to everyone. I mean, it just means Lady Gaga will there My you go. You know? <laughs>
0: and I, I, I think she has the financial wherewithal to make that happen as well. Oh <laughs>
1: yes, please. <laughs> so but... <laughs> so with
0: with that being said, what would you say is your best advice ever for real estate investors?
1: Best advice ever for real estate investors, don't ever underestimate the value of your brand. People, especially who are investors, you think that you're comfortable kind of being on the sidelines, being anonymous. That's not how it is nowadays. When people are doing deals with you now, not just clients, but even your your your, your cooperating agent and people on the other side of the, the deal, they Google you. They know everything about you. You know they'll they'll trace LCs. It's like they 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 will find out. <laughs> and so it's extremely important to to manage your online reputation. Managing your online reputation can make or break you and sometimes people think like historically oh you know i'm an investor i'm just gonna stay in the background if people can't find you they think you don't exist and that leads to people being insecure about funding with you you know work doing business with you so man, you know manage your online reputation Absolutely. I,
0: I wholeheartedly uh, agree with that and what are some t- practical ways people who are just getting started can do that
1: well, there's the re- reactive way, which means you just Google search yourself all the time, or a set up Google alerts, um, and so whenever someone posts a Yelp review about you or writes about you somewhere, then you know you get pinged. I mean, it happens to me all the time. So, um, but that's a very reactive way of doing it. Um, the way that the, the Google works now in search engine and SEO is that you almost have to bury yourself. You you have to get ahead of people before they find you. So you have to manage the conversation. You need to get ahead of everything else. So you need to put stuff out there all the time. And it sounds so hard. The, the work sounds hard, but, it, you know, it, it's really not compared to... To, to doing the damage after someone else has posted something else, else about you or not having having no presence at all. I mean, <laughs> you know, just just even starting a Yelp page, it's free. I can't I can't tell you how many free leads I get just from from procuring Yelp reviews. I mean, I. I had the hardest time learning about this because me, having been on TV a lot and whatnot, I always felt, gee, I, I'm, I'm just high and mighty. And I, I, you know, if anyone just Googles me, they'll find this. But you know what? One day I woke up and I got a Google alert and um, it was a Yelp review. And at the time it was not on Yelp. So I thought, oh, God, it's going to be probably some five star review. No, I opened it up. It was Ouch. a one star review. I know and I thought to myself what the freak um and then it was it happened to be that I was listing this this property and we had 16 offers and you know the top third were all cash. But this one guy and one girl, they didn't get it because, you know, they had cash. They had, you know, they, they, they did not have cash. And they said in the Yelp review that I had promised the house to them at the open house, which how do you even do that? Right. Did I double ended it? Which I didn't. I mean, just lie after lie after lie. And I realized like, wow, this thing is out there in the, for the whole world to see now. I I I made a mistake. I did not claim my Yelp review site before this started happening, and so this one star review was hanging out there <laughs> for a lot for a while. And I had to fight it, and eventually got flagged. Thank God. But I mean, it, it was it was my lesson to be more. Even someone who's out there as much as I am, I, I still need to actively procure um, and manage my my online reputation. So, um, you know, posting things on blogs and responding on Trulia and posting things on my personal blog too. It's like anything, anytime someone types your name into Google, you want to control what pops up <laughs> and it's just a numbers game. It really is a numbers game. For,
0: for people starting out, what is the one either team partner or one social media site or one thing they should focus on first in order to get that online presence in order?
1: Well, it depends what you want to do with your business. Um, if you're more a real estate agent out there, um, I would really suggest that you get on Instagram. Um, we're becoming an increasing visual culture. Like, you know, like 10 years ago, it was about, you know, blogs, right? And then it was, you know, Facebook and Twitter maybe five years ago. Now it's like Snap. Uh, chat uh, Vine and and um, Instagram—it's everything's becoming shorter and shorter and more visual. And what I like about Instagram is that um, you can brand yourself very easily without posting a lot. There's not a lot of work. All you have to do—you're creating by association your image through the images you take. Like there was this one gal who loves Victorians, right? And she wants to sell Victorians. Mind you, she'll sell anything, obviously. <laughs> Hello, we're real estate agents, right? But you know, I told her, why don't you just Take pictures of Victorians around the city. It doesn't matter if you sold them or not. No one's saying you sold them. You're just you're saying, "Oh, look at the crowd molding! Oh, look at this historic site!" I mean, all of a sudden, your feed now is blasted across the internet, and you can simultaneously post to you know your Tumblr and your 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 Foursquare and your 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 Twitter and your Facebook. All of a sudden, now you're just pushing yourself out there, and you're all of a sudden the Victorian mm-hmm. queen, <laughs> you know. And you're, no one's you're not saying you you sold them. You're just you're just positioning yourself as an expert just by the fact that you put it out there, you know? And I, I, I love that because perception is reality Absolutely.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm i I'm going to ask you a question that is uh, hopefully going to stretch your mind a little bit because I, I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> if you, on Instagram, say you have uh, a company where you uh, wholesale or flip homes, what do you think you should do? Do for Instagram or is Instagram not the thing to focus on and you should focus on something else?
1: Um, Well, okay. For flippers, I, I think Instagram is still a great tool for you because you do before and afters. I mean, it's just basically the allure of HGTV. Everyone loves a good makeover. So if you're buying things and you're flipping them, why... You know why wouldn't you want to post a before and after picture and the amount of profit you 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 post, you, you did right? I mean, I, yeah. Well, right? I guess I guess <laughs> I was I guess you know, I was thinking
0: are- um, if you're just starting out and you're trying to create a presence, um, like perhaps you haven't done a deal or you're doing a deal a month um, and you want to have more of a, a consistent presence throughout the month. Um, how how would you maintain that? Uh, presence even though you only have perhaps some before and after pictures of one property once a month?
1: Well, I think you should just use Instagram as a visual blog. You can, Even if you did not have anything to do with the sale, you can talk about it. Oh, you know, Oh, look at this house. It's, it's, it just went to, to, into foreclosure a few months ago and look, and now it's back in the market. Even if it's not yours, you can still talk about it. And say, I wonder what it's going to, I wonder what this is sell for. Oh, rumor has it that the owner just told me they spent 50k on it. Are they going to, are they going to, you know, break even? You know, and so all of a sudden you start creating storylines for people to follow you on Instagram. It's your feed. So people come back and back, you know, forth. You All of a sudden you're positioning yourself as someone who's in the market, who knows what's going on in the neighborhood. and um, has the in on things that are going on. And then people I reject you.
0: Using it as a visual blog and creating the storylines. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And then you just have little chit chats with them on, you know, when they tag you and you tag them and all of a sudden, you know, you may get a lead. And even if if not, it's just it's, it's just all part of your you may not get an actual lead directly from Instagram because it's it's a it's a removed type of. A medium. But what really happens nowadays with social media, it's used to, it's not the old way where you oh, I'm going to buy a bus bench ad or send flyers out. I'm going to get my return on investment by having like one or two people call me. It's not like that. It's social media, especially visual social media now. It's all about um, when people vet you. Like if you do meet someone at an open house or maybe your friend or whatever, referral from a, from a relative, right? You're starting out. They're going to Google you. You want them to Google you, and they, they, when they see what's going on in your quote unquote life, your online life, which may or may not be true, they just want to know that who they're going to be trusting with their money and getting advice from is someone who's actually, you know, in the business. Like the worst thing in the world is for them to get your name from a friend of yours. And then like they they find your feed somewhere and you're talking about your dog and you're talking about your spaghetti that you had last night. It's like it doesn't, the brand is not, is, is not seamless. You have to have a seamless brand.
0: <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round?
1: Oh, okay. What, what does this mean? Like what one word answers? I, I, I'm a very talkative person. I, hey, like, I it, it if you
0: need to have multiple words, then I won't hold that against you. <laughs> in fact, some oh, of these would be I tough to, to, to make mind. one word answers.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let me put on some deodorant. I feel like there's some pressure going
0: on. Anybody <laughs> in the room would appreciate that, too. So if we do need to pause, then we can pause. <laughs> best ever book
1: you've read. I'm really into biographies. But you know what actually no. I take that back. Um I do I do like biographies, but as for the best book ever, I think it was The Great Gatsby. It was very informative for me reading it as a in high school. It was um, a commentary about um, the haves and the have-nots and um, people being inauthentic and li- living a, a false life and being unhappy. And so, you know, I ever thought to myself, I don't want to be that. I just want to live my life and, and be me. And so what if I'm not the most glamorous or rich person? It's just, you know, I have to be me. And that, that's really my favorite book, Ray Gatsby.
0: <laughs> and, and Best Ever Listeners, I know you like audio. So you can go get a free copy of that book, audio version, at freebesteverbook.com. All right, Herman. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it. Oh,
1: well. After I went to Berkeley, I had gone to a public magnet high school, and I went to Berkeley, and you know, you get caught up. I got caught up in the rat race. Um, you know, getting hired by a Fortune five hundred company and all that stuff. You know, I did not realize that was not the life for me. <laughs> I took a job as uh, an analyst. Uh, at Gap Inc. Corporate, the, the retailer, which is headquartered here in San Francisco. Um, I was so miserable. Oh, my Lord. I, I was crying nonstop for three months straight. I was like, I'm curling underneath my desk in a little <laughs> fetal position and taking the bathroom breaks and just calling my sister up and just crying. And I just thought I did everything right in my life. You know, I, I you know, I went to Berkeley and I, got, I was the all these wonderful things. I'm so unhappy and I realized it's because the path that I that was laid out for me amongst all my friends and my parents, and my family, that just wasn't for me. I knew I had to be my own boss, and so I quit literally in three months. I cashed that signing bonus and I said bye. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I really felt like a failure actually because I, I felt I had put so much time and effort into this track the, the rat race now that I can call it that. Um, but it made me reevaluate who I, what I wanted to do, what I want to do with my life and who I wanted to help. And I ended up in real estate. So, you know, it, uh, even when it, times were bad for me, um, it actually, it always works out in the end. It always works out in the end. Cause I ended up being true to myself. <laughs> Best ever success <laughs> habit you practice. <laughs> well, I, I have two, um, I try to do everything right away. If I get a request or some text or email, I try to respond right away. Because if I don't respond right away, it'll get forgotten. So I try to address things right away. Secondarily, um, I am somewhat of an insomniac. So I do most of my work actually at like 3 in the morning. That's when I have my peace and I can focus on like really brainstorming. So I personally need my my alone time that doesn't happen in real estate during the daytime (laughs) and even at night i don't even get that space because i have clients from asia or Europe calling me or or contacting me in the middle of the night but i i I, you have to carve out some like very isolated me time every day and for me that's like
0: one to three in the morning (laughs) best ever way to get new clients
1: it depends where you are in your career If you are young and new and have no experience at all and no resources, I would say join a team or get a mentor and sponge everything you can off of them in a year. (laughs) If you are more established, I would say um, invest in press. And that's just not social media. I mean, like, traditional press, too. Contacting editors, um, writing, writing guest blog posts on, like... Um Huffington post or or your local paper. I mean, there's a certain demographic of people who just only reprint and they're usually older and usually rich. <laughs>
0: Best ever quote.
1: Um, be yourself because everyone else is taken. <laughs> Oscar Wilde.
0: What's the biggest mistake <laughs> you've made in real estate?
1: My biggest mistake was not buying more during the downturn. Mm. I really regret that. I mean, I did buy a couple, but it was more the tail end. I just, I, I didn't know. I was, I was too submersed in the media hype. I didn't know a good opportunity. I was, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the, the downturn, I, I should have, I should have done more. I should have bought Got more.
0: it. Yep. I, yeah. I, I have the <laughs> same regret, my friend. <laughs> and I live in New York City, so I could have cleaned up shop over here.
1: Oh, yeah. God, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. But you know what? On the other hand, you know, that bike is big. guy. it's water under the bridge and I'll get it during the next.
0: There we go. Downfall. Yeah, me too. There we go. That's that, that's what's going to allow us to sleep tonight. Well, me at least. You, you're an insomniac.
1: <laughs> what,
0: what's the best ever place to reach you? I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I'm just going to ask it. <laughs>
1: The best way to find out what's going on in my life is my or you know the what's on my mind is my blog HabitatForHermanity.com. but if you're talking about clients getting a hold of me it's it's any it's texting it's email but on my personal end it's just HabitatForHermanity.com. It's my little corner. All universe. right.
0: Sounds good. And best ever listeners, just as a reminder, we've got the best ever survey.com for you to fill out the survey five, six quick questions about the show, uh, actually about yourself. So I can customize the the show guest um, so that you're getting the most out of your time. Herman, thanks so much for sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and taking time out of your day. I know you got a lot going on. I'm sure you've got uh, clients to speak to and videos to do and people to respond to and all sorts of stuff. So I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Joe. This is so fun. I can't believe time just time has just gone right by. All right, we'll <laughs>
0: talk to you soon and thanks a lot for being on the show.
1: All right, you take care. Bye now.